Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Good leaders stay focused on the destination, not the conditions. Hey, this is Keith Tusi with Leadership in Context. So glad that you took the time to enrich your life a little bit with some of these leadership lessons. We've been uh, doing a profile on the life of Moses and some of the great leadership qualities that he exhibited, I think, that are often passed by. And uh, as I share with you earlier, just reading through the book of Numbers, especially uh, several months ago, I was just really inspired. I just saw Moses in a whole new light of appreciation, you know, just saw him in context. And uh, so that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to give you another one of those tidbits from Numbers 14. I'm going to read verses 4 through 8 for you, okay? Numbers 14, 4 through 8. So they said to one another, let us appoint a leader and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces in the presence of the assembly of the congregation of the sons of Israel, Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Juthah, of those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the sons of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord is pleased with us, then we will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and a land which flows with honey. So here we have a great situation. And here's the point I want to make. I'll just get right to it. Good leaders stay focused on the destination, not the conditions. And there's my phone ringing in the background from my high-tech studio. (laughs) They're going to have to wait because I'm engaged with you right now. But anyway, so I want to talk about staying focused on the destination, not the conditions. Now, there's just a lot of gold here I'm going to dig up for you, and you can melt it down and sift it out later. But notice that he says here in verse 7, the land which we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. Remember the 10 spies brought back all the bad reports? By the way, all those bad reports, God had already told them ahead of time what they were going to find. So that's interesting. And it says here that it was uh, Caleb, right, and Joshua who rent their clothes when they found out the people wanted to go back to Egypt. So they saw what Moses saw. They were under his authority And they saw the destination. They knew that's where God wanted to bring them. And by the way, here's what you've got to understand. When you're having circumstances that are especially inspired by hell, there's no doubt that these these rebels were inspired by hell. They were being stirred up. You know, there are life circumstances, there are God circumstances, and there are hell circumstances. And, And you've got to discern the difference because not all circumstances are created equal. But when you have circumstances that are stirred up by hell itself, and you know you're on a route, you know you're trying to get somewhere, what you've got to do is you've got to put those circumstances in a box and say the that the facts of that may be accurate, but the truth is we are still going to arrive at our destination. No matter what we do, we are going to go forward from here. Uh I, I love uh, Nehemiah 6. You've heard this, but it really fits into here, Nehemiah 6.3. Uh, and 
And he says, Nehemiah says this, you know, when they're threatening Nehemiah, he says, so I sent message to them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down, meaning from the wall they're working on. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? So that's what circumstances from hell are designed to do. They're designed to distract you, be a distraction. Think of that word, distraction, to get you to lose traction, to get you from stop moving forward. And Moses, I mean, he is a great case study in this because he continually deals with all these outward oppressions, all these things that come up, you know, from enemies and from so-called friends. And Moses never loses, this is a high quality, he never loses the focus on where things are going and where they're to go. Every time there's a crisis, every time there's an interruption, Moses puts it in the context of, but this is where we're going. And that's what you've got to do, whether it's your business, your family, your ministry, you got to say, wait a minute, this is where we're going. This circumstance is not going to stop us. This landmine, we're going to go over. We're going to use this circumstance as a bridge, whatever it may be, but we're going to continue to go forward and we're going to focus on this. And he understood that. Uh, complainers will always focus on conditions and leaders will always focus on the destination. When you're working with somebody and the condition the circumstance is bigger than the destination. Uh, they need to move in faith, okay? They need to hear what God hears and they need to see what God sees. And sometimes you've got to train people to do that. I don't think sometimes, I think all the times. I think that's one of the job a, a leader does. A leader doesn't just say, follow me blindly. A leader tries to teach the people in the next wave to see what they're seeing. You ever watch uh, some of these hunting shows? And I'm not a big hunter, you know, but I, I've watched a little bit of it and I've got some hunters in my family and, you know, they'll sit still and they'll see things that other people don't see, right? They'll see that camouflage, that animal that's designed to blend in. They'll, they'll see that. And I think that's what a good leader does. A good leader brings people into that site and the circumstances are all the confusion and the chaos that try to block that vision and keep them from focusing on where they're really going. Notice that in verse 5 it says, Moses fell on their face in the presence of all the assembly of the congregations of the sons of Israel. In other words, Moses, you know, th there's a point where you reason with people, and I, I think that's good. You lay out facts. But the truth is, in this context, those facts had already been laid out. And so when they were they were publishing this, this, this editorial from hell about not being able to go and take the land, Moses fell on his face. He demonstrated both in his heart and by his actions that they were dealing with something uh, really spiritual, okay? And again, I love the fact that in verse 7, he says, listen, this is a good land. You, you're only seeing obstacles, but this is a really good land. And we're going to go into this land and we are going to take this land. And then in verse eight, this is how he, he this is the kind of leadership sandwich here. Here's what he puts on the end of it. If the Lord is pleased with us, then he will bring us in this land and give it to us. If the Lord is pleased with us. So what he's really challenging them with is this. 
that it's not the outward circumstances. It's not, it's not the people we've got to drive out. It's the inward things that we've got to drive out. If the Lord is pleased with us, then he will cause us to rise up. You know, it's the greater is he that is in me, understanding and revelation. And I think good leaders, spiritual leaders, uh, while they're great tacticians and they can be great prophetically and they can hear from God and they can teach, ultimately, they want to put people in a position where those people understand that being pleasing to God is their single greatest advantage. Let me say that again. As a leader, you want to put people in a position and help them to understand that their single greatest tactic is being pleasing to God, if I can use that word tactic there. Their single greatest virtue, their single greatest power, their single greatest position, their single greatest advantage is being pleasing to God. And that's how he argues here. He doesn't argue, look, we got a good army. We got this many men under arms. We got some chariots. We're going to confuse those guys. We're going to pick them off one or one. That's not the argument he gives them here. The argument he gives them here is, listen, the reason you're having a problem here is you're not being pleasing to God because you've lost the destination. But if you're pleasing to God, then we can take this thing. And there are many people that need to use that power of pleasing to their advantage. You know, the old saying that I like to say, I certainly didn't invent it, is, you know, I play to the audience of one. At the end of the day, I have an audience of one. Did I please God? Am I pleasing God? Am I determined to please God? Okay, those are those are the $64,000 questions, okay? Putting the power of pleasing, you know, before the Lord. That's the seek ye first the kingdom of God remedy that we've got to understand. If you find yourself complaining, if you find yourself overly focused on circumstances that are real. Now, these guys weren't identifying unreal circumstances. As as I said, the Lord told them they were going to find these things. And I think the Bible is pretty plain that, you know, there'll be hardships in life, that we shouldn't be surprised by those things. But when you find yourself overwhelmed by the circumstances then there is a chance you've lost focus of the destiny. Where does God want us to go? Let me give you an illustration. If you're broke down on the side of the road, that's a legitimate circumstance. And you might have to call a tow truck. You might have to get a mechanic, but that doesn't change your destination. Your whole life does not begin to revolve around where on the road you are. You're just identifying where on the road you are so you can get to the next place. Okay, that's life. That's how life works. Don't lose the destination. Don't lose where you started out to go. Don't lose the vision and keep imparting that vision to people as you go. Help them to see. Moses was really good at that. He continually stayed focused on where they were going, not just their circumstances. On the destination, not just the condition or the circumstances. Hey, this is Keith Tusi with Leadership in Context. So glad you could spend some time with me today. Hey, share this with some friends. Put it on your social media if it's been a blessing to you. And uh, get with you again real soon. Blessings. Today, Keith continued his discussion on the leadership of Moses. Circumstances from hell are designed to cause you to lose traction. 
cause you to stop moving forward. When you are having circumstances stirred up by hell, you have to put those circumstances in a box. The facts might be accurate, but the truth is that you will arrive at your destination. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.